Welcome back to another episode of Football at the Bar with your host, T.A. and G-Money, bringing you all the highlights, talking mess, and all the plays you shouldn't have missed. What's up, everybody? This is Football at the Bar. We're your host. I'm T.A. This is G-Money. And we are here to sit over and talk about some football. And we are in championship week, baby. The games were off the hook. Weren't they now? Before we get started, though, G-Money, hey. I need y'all. I know we at the end of the season. I know most of y'all have shown us some love, but we still get new viewers each and every single week. Love so that. I need you guys to lock in for us. I need you to um, like, like the episodes. I need you to download the episodes. I need you to subscribe for us because we ain't done. We ain't done after the season. We're with you all through the whole entire off season and getting ready back for the next season. So I need y'all to still continue to do that for us each and every single week. Again, like, download, and subscribe for us. And we're being brought to you by ATB Media Network. So with that being said, G Money, what you drinking on today? I'm in uh, the Jeffersons, you know. Moving on up? Yeah, I know. I don't know if it's a George family. (laughs) But it's Jeffersons. It's a a mix of uh, blended, uh, I think it's bourbon and 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 whiskey. So, you know, this is either going to go real good or real bad. We'll see, though. <laughs> we'll you know. see. But does it taste good? It does taste good. Nice. It, uh, yeah, it's it's smooth. Yeah. It's smooth. So, you know, if I get out of pocket, then let, let, we'll, we'll know. <laughs> and I'll drink a little bit of Claude Chantelaire. There's some new French stuff. It's so very good. It's so very tasty. I got to switch it up every couple of weeks, as y'all know, but uh, still on my cognac. So, with that being said, let's go on and jump Right on into this I'm championship it. week, and so uh, the the first game that we want to talk about because I know it's it, it, it's close to my heart because my man oh. the player to ever touch a football played in it, and, and for you, I know because you have to be at the at the doorstep of this individual each and every single year, at least two games a year for your whole lifetime. So let's go ahead and jump into this Chiefs-Ravens game. And I'm going to go ahead and let you start it off. I want to hear your full, unadulterated diatribe about this game. You know, I I, I, I hate to give any <laughs> level of credence or credit to you because, you know, you and your Mahomes love is just nauseating to me. <laughs> <laughs> but I will say, uh, Patrick Mahomes, you know, he, he did what champions do. He he mm-hmm. delivered early and often in that first half, and it just ruled the day. However, I think that the real problem with that game was the strategy and game plan of the Ravens. So I'll start by saying Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid, they said, okay, we're going to hit Kelsey. If you guys are going to do single coverage, thank you. We like it. And they just boop, 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 marched down the field, first drive, and scored that touchdown. And then it was like, okay, the Ravens had to wake up. Ravens come down and they score their touchdown. You think that it's even Steven. And then from that point on, I felt as though that was where coaching really uh, played a factor Mm -hmm. because the Chiefs marched down. They decided that they were, even though they are going up against arguably the the best, if not statistically the best 
run defense in the entire league, but they said we're going to ramrod Pacheco and we're going to still try to throw it targetedly because, uh, you know, overall, Mahomes had like 30 uh, completions out of 39 attempts in the entire game, mm-hmm. uh, but they marched down and they scored again. So it was 14 to seven. And then from that point on, it was like, Ravens, what are you doing? They literally have the number one rushing offense in the entire league. And Edwards had three carries and Hill had three carries and they, they tried to match Mahomes uh, quarterback for for quarterback, throw (laughs) for throw. And it was just mind boggling how, uh, dare I say, um, foolish it was to even go into that game with that kind of strategy because you don't have a superior um, receiving core. What you have is you have really, really good, or maybe a really good receiver and then a potentially good wide receiver in, in uh, Odell Beckham that is sometimey because, you know, he's just often injured. He he can only give you about five plays, five <laughs> plays a game. And then you got some guys that are sneaky like Nelson Aguilar. And yes, you had your Andrews came back, but Andrews would have been more effective in a play action scenario. But they proceeded to throw the ball 37 times. Mind you, they only lost the game 17-10. And it was just, it felt hyper-pressed. The entire time, you know, you're hearing that Lamar Jackson choked. I don't necessarily think that Lamar Jackson choked. Hmm. I just think that he's going to get the choke label. And I understand why he's getting the choke label because they threw the ball 37 damn times. And it was like, why when you have the number one rushing offense and mind you, Edwards he ran the ball three times for a total of 20 yards, and it was like 6.7 or 6.8 yards a carry. And you have a 300-pound fullback. Why didn't you run the ball? And then you could play action to get Andrews open and give him some easy carries, but you played right into Spagnola's hands by not running the ball. Mm-hmm. Mind you, their number one linebacker and gay didn't even play in the game. Mm-hmm. I mean... Come on. It was like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. So the, they lost in large part because of the turnovers. We know Flowers turned it over. It was just a great play by the defense. And you know what? They just had a horrible offensive scheme. And it was like disgusting and frustrating to watch because it was like, why are you guys playing this way? You're at home. You're only down a, t- a one score. Just boobop them and and ramrod them down the floor, down the field, with the fact that you guys have this superior run game, and they did the exact opposite. So, what's the name of their offensive coordinator? Todd Munkin. Munkin. I'm like, bruh, It's not like you need to be fired, but come on. You know, what are you doing? You, you said something interesting. You said why. And let me tell you something. Fear, Make me take a sip. <laughs> fear is, is is one of the most um, greatest emotions, but it's also one of the most destructive. 
it, fear will have you doing something outside of what you would normally do. You understand? And it really changes behavior. And I believe that's what we saw with Todd Munkin. Because, mm. yes, they, uh, uh, Kansas I think City right. scored multiple times early. And Todd Munkin kind of went into uh, a, a type of fixation in terms of we're behind and we're not going to be able to keep up with this team, forgetting that Mahomes doesn't have the type of weapons that he's had in the past, forgetting that this offense hasn't um, clicked in a way that it has in the past when it's been a high-flying offense. And so when they were down seven points, he completely abated um, the, the, probably the, 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 the offensive plan that they had to go into the game and just started throwing. Mm. And, and, and so my biggest challenge with this game is, is the narrative that's, that's surrounding this game. Uh, the narrative is, yeah, Mahomes is good, but we don't need to talk about that. And that, um, uh, Lamar Jackson choked. Now, you know, for me, I got to really dig into this because I was able to watch that entire game and um, I didn't see an individual that was shrinking in the moment. And that's what happens when you choke. You shrink in the moment. Um, like you like to say, um, your pigeon nuts drop. When, mm. when when you choke, and I didn't see that from no, Lamar. he he wasn't he didn't he didn't get pigeon on me uh, unequivocally. What we saw was was a a player that's phenomenal. That one was trying to fight off the narrative that's been cast upon him in terms of being a run first, run dominating quarterback, and so he wanted to pass. That's number mm. one. So he didn't scramble. It, it, it's one thing to not have the call, the running plays called. <sighs> He didn't sit over here and scramble like he should have. But okay, fair enough. That doesn't mean you choke, though. But really what I saw is is a pass-catching crew that is not very good. When, when the narrative around this new pass-catching crew is it's the best he's ever had, that doesn't mean that it's good. Because what we see is he, he went to Flowers over and over and over again. Now, Flowers is a rookie, light in the booty, only 180 pounds, um, slight in terms of stature. But his real main target, Mark uh, Andrews, wasn't didn't completely come back from his injury. He suffered a career, I mean, sure. uh, or not a career he, injury, he, but a season-ending injury. Potentially, uh, right. Potentially. I mean, probably he shouldn't have come back this early. He might have been clear, but that doesn't mean that he was going to be capable of playing at the level that we know he can play at. And we saw that tentative. Uh, he was tentative. He dropped multiple passes. We have like, Likely, who, who's played well, but again, made some um, some errors in the game. You have Flowers, who as a rookie, um, gave it everything he got. Uh, I'm not mad at the effort that he put forth, but he made some tremendous mistakes. He made some young, immature mistakes in the game that you cost talk about the that team. penalty. You talk about the penalty. Um, he dove. I love the effort. I'm all for effort. I'm all for going after it. And that was really just a phenomenal defensive play, uh, by, oh, yeah. by, 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 by the Chiefs, without a doubt. Oh, yeah. Um, but, but OBJ, um, what we've been able to see is that he's literally a shell of himself. And I'm glad he got paid. 
you know, after years of kind of maybe not getting paid. I'm glad he got paid this one last time, but he's a washed, you know, go and get him up out of here. Bateman's been a stone cold mystery since he entered the league. And so when you, and then Aguilar, we know he can't catch a baby out of a, out of a burning building, <laughs> you know, coming from Philly. So, you know, although this pass catching crew is better than what Lamar has had an opportunity to play with in his previous years, we, what we were able to see against a very good defense is that this is not a strong, this is not a very, very good pass catching crew. And so, um, you know, Lamar has to take the onus upon himself of wanting to sit over here and fit within or go against the narrative that they were trying to lay on him in terms of being solely a runner and couldn't be a passer. Um, but the, the bulk of the criticism that I have is on the offensive coordinator that really got shook. You don't need to sit over here and completely change the game plan to completely, um, um, uh, run away from the run game because you're down seven points in the first quarter. You know what? There's I, still a whole lot of game left. Okay. You know what? I it reminded me of this game was very reminiscent of. I'm going to use a Raiders game. And, of course you are. Of course I am. <laughs> but it reminded me of when the Raiders played um, the the Buccaneers in the Super Bowl. Because if you look about when we were in our early 20s, uh, it, it was, was it 2000, 99, 2000? It was about 20 years ago. The, here's the point though. Here's <laughs> the point. The, the formula for beating the Buccaneers in that year was running the ball. And the, I think the, the Eagles probably were the only team that really gave it to them. Granted, uh, the Buccaneers had to beat them to get to the Super Bowl, but the only team that actually showed success against that particular defense was the Eagles because they ran the ball and then that took away all of the speed and the secondary in their cover too and made them vulnerable, right? So then you have guys that are like can faster the ball and all, will all close in mm-hmm. that the way that you do you mitigate that or, or, or neutralize that is by ramrodding them. And that is kind of what this felt like because to the point of that game, the Raiders in that game, they had Tyron Wheatley and they had one of the arguably one of the best run, uh, heavy defenses. Now, yes, they had Jerry Rice and Tim Brown and all of that jazz. But the truth of the matter is, is that the way that they should have tried to win that game was to run the ball and not try to play into the hands of the guy who knew all their schemes in in uh in our former coach, right? Mm-hmm. Now, going back to this game, uh, uh, not not to interrupt you, I want you to keep that uh, for for all of our, our our listeners and our watchers that were born in the early two thousands. What he's talking about is a game and about people that none of you are even privy to. Now, now. But, but again, <laughs> many, many, many decades ago, the Raiders actually did make it to the Super Bowl it, and they played the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And I told this young man that they were going to lose, that the Raiders are going to lose, and he, he didn't want to believe me. And I can still remember to this day now, see, him being absolutely, completely over his you gonna have so, me go get my soul. Okay. <laughs> but but I my Back in the day, the Raiders played Tampa Bay, and it was a great Super Bowl. But Tampa Bay won. But go ahead. Uh, okay, so you know what? <laughs> I still remember that Ooh. like it was yesterday. <laughs> okay, 
I'm I'm gonna move past that one. But they, I'm glad you gave them a, a disclaimer and an announcement. <laughs> but for those who historians who want to like look at the comparison to see what it is that I'm talking about that is accurate, it it, it has a, a relevance in this game because, because you are talking about the Ravens team who led the league in rushing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you have uh, the one of the guys that was a mainstay in your offensive scheme because it's about scheme when you're playing other uh, your opponent. It's like styles make fights. Styles makes fights. Mm-hmm. And if you guys can run the ball effectively, what is the one impediment for the Chiefs was the fact that they have not been that effective at stopping the run. Mm-hmm. And you're 23rd, the number one. 23rd uh, in is. terms of stopping the run in terms of uh, uh, the Chiefs defense. Yes. Correct. So the defense rests. So then why are we as a unit trying to pass the ball 37 times? Because like we just said, styles make fights, right? And, and, and opponents against another opponent makes matters. So when you really look at it, the, the, the pass catchers for the Chiefs are not very much better, if at all better, than the Ravens. I think they're pretty comparable. They're both mediocre at best, if not a little bit. And they may have one shining light in in the fact that they have flowers. And, yes, Andrews has the cachet and so on. But but let me get to my point. The style that makes fights uh, fights is the play caller. You have Andy Reid, one of the greatest who ever did it, against Todd Monk, and who just came from, from college. And although we came from Georgia, one of the very best college football teams ever in the history of college football, he still came from college. And so when you put that college OC that's now come to the, uh, the, the professional ranks and is being an OC against one of the very best professional NFL pa- uh, uh, play callers ever, there was an inequity there. Okay, and that's what we saw play out. Is is um, uh, Reed didn't uh, um, uh, negate the run? They got no, he ran run. the ball. He ran the ball because, because when when you've done it that long, you understand that the run is setting up the pass, mm. especially when you have lesser pass catchers. See, back in the day, the Chiefs didn't have to worry about that because you had Kelsey. And then you had uh, uh, Rice. No, no, no. Back in the day. Oh, you, oh, oh. Um, um, my man from Miami, who's now in Miami. Um, we talking about Hill. Hill. So when you have Hill and you have Kelsey, you oh, have yeah, Kelsey they, medium they, range, they, you have Hill long range, serve. and you can uh, uh, really elongate that defense. Yeah. Well, when you don't have that now, you have to sit over here and run and have a more balanced offense, which is what the Ravens did the entire time, but. Munkin because they hit too quickly, he got scared, he got nervous, and changed the overall game plan from what he normally does. Remember, okay. the Ravens are a team that averages 30-plus points a game Okay, and only scored 10 with one touchdown this game. And that doesn't come from just, oh, Lamar Jackson forgot how to play. No, this is, comes down to the scheme that Munkin had deployed through the entire yes, season, well, I did agree. not do in this game. I agree. We're talking about, you and I are in agreement Unequivocal. that it mm-hmm. was more about the game plan. Mm-hmm. So what I was very disappointed at with the Ravens, and you know what, and I have to say, Lamar Jackson, unfortunately, he's going to have to wear this, and this is going to bother him the entire summer because 
obviously uh, he's a great player and he's all likelihood going to win the MVP this year, even though it's done. Yeah. He's, he's going to win it, but it, this is going to be a sour grapes moment for him. I definitely think that before his career is over that he will win a ring, but this was a prime moment for him. And I have to say, that he didn't do what the greats do is they just say it's more important to just effectively win the game. It didn't matter. He didn't need to throw for 300 yards. He didn't need to have three, three touchdown passes. He didn't need to do anything. The only thing, anything, uh, let's say extraordinary. The only thing he ultimately needed to do was win the game. And one of the things that was very disappointing I got to put that fumble on him. Because, fumbles on him. A fumble is on damn near on any player that fumbles. Yeah, so yes, because, you know, on him. listen. But that doesn't mean he choked. No, I'm not saying he choked, but he he can't get the stain of that moment off of him, and that's going to live because the, he the did The stink fumble. is going to linger on him. Yeah, my, it is. My challenge is, is that mainstream media has two narratives. He choked, and Purdy was great. And so we'll talk about Purdy a little bit later. But for me, that's a mischaracterization of what the deal is because we have to call a kettle that's black, black. Okay. And so at the end of the day is, what we saw is, what you just eloquently described, is that the OC actually didn't call a great game. No. And what I've actually spoke upon, and that we can look at this in more detail if you feel the need to, but his pass catchers didn't do anything. The only pass catcher that stepped up was Flowers. And yes. at the end of the day, as he's 180 pounds, he's about you know 5'10", 5'11", and light in the booty. I mean, I could sit over here and damn near concuss him if I was on the field with him right now well, because he's a little bit too light in ass. But OBJ looked washed. Um, Bateman is a stone cold mystery that he always is. He's never been anything other than a stone cold mystery. Aguilar can't catch a baby out of a burning building. He couldn't do it in Philly. And unfortunately, he didn't do, he was completely absent this game. Mark uh, Andrews was coming off that injury, looked scared to sit over and put any pressure on on that ankle, looked extremely rusty after not playing for eight weeks, and likely um, is sitting over here calling for the ball when he's triple teamed. So when we look at that, his his pass catchers failed him. That is just a fact. Now, could okay. Lamar have still risen, put on the cape, and done something greater, which would have been saying, I'm going to take this game and I'm going to put it on my shoulders and sort of try to win it myself? But guess what? If he would have done that and they would have still lost, guess who they would have all blamed? They would have blamed him. But see, he's getting the blame either anyway, way. So you, so, so you should have done that unequivocally. Yeah. So, so, so here's what I would say as a retort to that. Look. At the end of the day, Lamar Jackson, when he's in his bed and he's frustrated and he's going out and looking on his expensive uh, estate, wherever he is, his palatial estate or his vacation Mm -hmm. spot, Mm -hmm. and he's off on the veranda watching the sunset because he's balling, you know, he's going to be very upset at himself because it's like, bro, you needed to realize is that you're being compared to the greats. For you to be great, you to be the greatest of the great, you're being compared to Patrick Mahomes. You did not need to match him pass for pass, 
You needed to win the game. And if that meant that you needed to run for that first down and you Should can run. run, then run. If you needed to say, if it's three seconds and guess what? Uh, nobody's open because I have these uh, marginal to average receivers out here and I can only throw the flowers, then I need to take it upon myself. And it was disappointing to see that he seemed almost fixated, pressed. It wasn't choking, but it was like he was pressed and almost trying to prove a point to say that I'm going to win this game from the pocket. And it was almost hubris in a way, whether or not it was also compiled with the fact that his offensive coordinator didn't do him any favors, but he also didn't check out of it. So you kind of want a player when you're only down one score for the majority of the game, especially in the second half, to say, let us let me be the guy to say, no, this is what we need to do to matriculate down the field and get this score. Yes, he threw the ball to Flowers and Flowers got the fumble off of a phenomenal play. But they had multiple chances to score even after that and before that. And Lamar was fixated on trying to throw the ball. And it was just dumbfounded. It was like, why are we playing like this? You're playing into the strength of the Chiefs. Let let me tell you a funny meme that I saw. And uh, right after the game, a meme popped up on my Twitter feed and said, um, Josh Allen is picking up Lamar Jackson at the airport in Cancun at 10 o'clock in the morning. (laughs) This shit was just hilarious. Exactly. But but with that being said, um, one of my other big problems with how this game is being depicted in the media is that we haven't done enough talk about how phenomenal Patrick Mahomes is. Oh, here it comes. And and here's where the reality is. is I know we all get sick and tired. Happy, happy, joy, joy. Because this man has sat over here and gotten to the Super Bowl for the last five years. I know that's hard for you to sound. And let me tell you something. We talk about the Raiders every single week, and they don't win shit. So imagine if the Raiders had gone to the Super Bowl for the last five years. You would be sitting over here uh, 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 breaking down the doors to talk about the Raiders at least 30 minutes in every single episode. So for you not to sit over here and see the value, to to appreciate the greatness of an individual that in his first six years of actually playing in this league, he's gotten to his team to the conference championship. Imagine if Aiden O'Connell did that. You know what you would be doing? You'd be getting up doing this. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so, so, so here's what twist is. We have to sit over here and we can't just gloss over because we're used to it because we never glossed over Tom Brady winning for 20 years straight. So we can't have had enough of Patrick Mahomes and it's just been six years of doing this greatness. As a matter of fact, we're seeing a greatness at a greater level than we saw ever in the history of the NFL. And so we have to sit over here and embrace it. We have to talk about it. We can't gloss over it and we can't sit over and say, oh, forget about him. Let's sit over here and talk shit about the opponent. I will say this. Lord knows that I can't stand Patrick Mahomes. But the the reason why I can't stand him is because he is great. The greatest person ever touched a football. That will never come out of my mouth. Yes, it will. I promise you it will. Before we finish doing this show, it will. I respect him like 
in, in, and I'll use a basketball analogy. The same way that I had disdain for Larry Bird in the era of the Larry Lakers, uh, magic bird era. And then I grew to have a fondness and a respect for the greatness that Larry Bird displayed. Yeah, the HBO special just got you. Yeah, it did. <laughs> well, just a little bit. Fresh lick. But I have to give it to Patrick Mahomes on that because when the, the, what truly makes a player great is that they play great when greatness is required. Mm-hmm. And it was required. He, by all intents and purposes, had an inferior offense by man for man going against the best defense. Now, mind you, what was even more phenomenal about that is he scored basically almost all, if not all, his points in the first half. Mm-hmm. Got shut down. In the and then he got half. completely shut down by what, which is what should have But happened. you know when you get shut down, the, the delineation is you don't make any mistakes. Correct. And that's what was special about him. And I have to say that when he threw that ball to Vandez Scantling, Valdez Scantling, that dude, it was... It was like almost like the the exclamation point on the entire game and him as a great player because he just said, okay, you guys have been beating me up this entire second half, but I am going to give call. you one last I'm gonna call bang. I'm gonna call game. I'm gonna call game set match mm-hmm. right here and take that and put that in your pipe. And you know what I want to say with the rest of it. And he did that, and it was just like, damn. Ain't this about a bitch? Oh, it wasn't it. It was like, you can only thing you can do is tip your cap and just say, man, uh, Church you, on the you, you beat us. And, and, and Lamar, Lamar knew it. So, you know, there's certain guys that, that they, they play with no fear and they play with expectation. And then there's guys who play with hope. Maybe not fear, but they play with hope. Mm-hmm. And you could just tell just by the attitude of the Chiefs that they went into that game saying, we're going to win. And and they sure enough But, but here's where you gain that confidence is when you become battle tested. You know, I, I can tell you some stories that, 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 that aren't the best for a podcast, but I can kind of clean it up if I can. At the end of the day is, you know, we come from Los Angeles and we know some of the things that plague Los Angeles and some of the challenges that Los Angeles has in its inner cities and what have you. And there are groups of individuals that sit over here and become battle tested. Right. In the nefarious um, um, choices and actions that they take. Right. Become battle tested. Right. Right. And, and, and so when you become battle tested at a young age and in, in middle school or Concrete early high jungle. school, that once you get to, you know, get to a grown up like none of that, you're worried about at all. Right. This is a team that's battle tested. Yeah. You follow what I'm saying? And they and, showed and, it. And so when you come into this game battle-tested versus coming, uh, going against another team that this might be their first. Yeah, or their, it, this, their this was their prove-it deal. Right, that, 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 that this was their first time of, of having so much expectation heaped onto them that, that it can become crushing unless 
when you talk about a player like Lamar, who's a two-time MVP or soon to be a two-time MVP award winner, but when you have these OCs that sit over here that are not quite battle-tested, that their battle-testing came from the college ranks, but when you get to the pros and, you, and, you have, you, and you're playing against the greatest individual that ever touched the football, that becomes a little bit more challenging. Those, those nuts, for whatever reason, morph into mice nuts. Yeah. And, and, you, and you sit over and start playing and start calling the game scared instead of calling the game from a position of yeah. strength. And again, Styles make fights. You have Andy Reid against Monken. If, if you're a betting man, it, you it, bet it, on it, Andy Reid. And if I'm going to say 100% of the time, and guess what I didn't? Because I called the Ravens. Of course. And I lost You did. And I, and and, you, and, but you and lost I it to, happily. And so I, oh, you, I, you, it was you, unequivocally happily. Yeah, yes. yeah. You, you, you actually did a hedge bet because it was like, uh, I'm gonna win no matter let, what. I'm gonna win no matter what. <laughs> so you you was gonna be like, oh happy day, oh joyous yes, day, either way, because this is this is the one time where you're wrong and you are joyous about it. But hey, I will have to it, say that if I'm hardball, wrong, I don't want to be right. Hardball really let his team down. It combined with Munkin because they as as seasoned as Hardball is. You know, I also have to say that Harbaugh had an entire half to where he he's the kind of quarter. I mean, he's the kind of head coach, excuse me, that uh, could orchestrate what it is that we're going to do. And he allowed for them to throw the ball that many times. It was. It was absurd. As a leader myself, you you have to sit over here and kind of give that 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 leash. You got to give enough to allow the man to sit over. But a here. leash is just that. Sometimes you need to shake, yank it back, well, and well, be like, "Hold on, this is what we're going to do." But you can't do that the the game before the Super Bowl. Either we're going to bowl or fall on the man that I hired to run this offense. With the, okay. This is not the time to pull that leash. If, if we saw the, this um, misconjecture of the offense early on in the season, he could do that. But when we're talking about the, in the AFC Championship game, I, I got here with this man. I got to rock with this I man. I don't think that you can be upset if you get usurped in one game that is for all the marbles and – your head coach just says, guess what, fellas? Damn whatever it is that we talked about all week, we're going to run the ball because that's how we beat this defense. Or you, or you have that conversation at halftime and get on one accord to right. sit over here and do that, and he didn't do that. He didn't. At the end of the day, is he didn't. you have a, 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 a mostly a coaching squad that has been here before, and you have another one that hasn't been here in a while. Mm. And when they're yeah. playing one another, that's when slips can be can be shown. Yeah, that's when the the rubber meets the road, and that's when you know. Look at the end of the day, fall. this is why the Chiefs are representing the AFC as they so, as they as they the majority of the time do. Uh, I mean, okay. All right. I know it hurts you. I know it hurts you. Oh my God. You know, I can't wait for, for the Raiders but, to just but, but come in. The last thing I want to say about this before we move on to the Oof. other game is that again, we have to sit over here and really appreciate Mahomes. This is probably the first playoff series that Mahomes didn't 
he didn't come across or feel like he's young. No. Like it wasn't like, oh, this young man um excelling, uh, uh, playing above his level. It it kind of was a mature man playing at his level. Yes. This is the first time I kind of felt that. Like I didn't have get a feel of this is young Mahomes. No, this is grown ass man Mahomes doing what the fuck he does, which is win and finding a way to win and playing within himself and just a maturity level in terms yeah. of his game that I have never seen or felt up until this point. So and then he's just coming into his own. I, I agree. This is like um him and Kelsey, I think Kelsey actually rose and shone. He, in, he in rose to the occasion yes. because he hasn't played this well is, all season. He rose you to know, the It occasion. almost makes me think of like that. All we do is win, 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 yeah. no matter what. Yeah. So it was like Kelsey and Mahomes 100, just said. 100, 116, 111 yards, 11 for 11 and a touchdown. Yeah. That, that, type, of, that type of statistical or that type of stat line. It's, it's uh, beyond repose. They're, they're both going into the Hall of Fame. Book it. Take a, right picture, take a picture. Circle it. All of it. Yep. That's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And that, that was on display. Mm-hmm. The thing that I was disappointed going back to the Ravens mm-hmm. is the Ravens didn't do what I would say that when the Raiders beat the Chiefs, as an example, they just said, we're going to take Kelsey out of the equation no matter what. We're going to double him. We're going to triple him. And you're going to have to throw it to somebody else. And that was a defense I thought they were greater than they were. Yes, because they put their – granted, Hamilton is a number 14. Phenomenal. He's phenomenal. But he's you, a, he's but, a but Kelsey, because of their, their experience together, are going to find little pockets. That isn't cra- It doesn't matter how great – um, the defense, the the defender is an offense. Offense always has the edge because they know where they're going. Exactly. And so when you have a player that has as much experience of those two playing together and winning together, correct? He were able to find pockets that would I allow agree. for that split second. It doesn't matter how great. I agree. And and they should have done that. Kelsey runs option routes, so correct. It's, yes. it's, it's not uh oh, I'm gonna run uh, yeah. a, a mm-hmm. ten yard out. Mm-hmm. It's like depending upon the zone. Mm-hmm. I'm going to run this way or that way. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You decided mm-hmm. to, that I'm going to have be single covered. Mm-hmm. You're making a mistake mm-hmm. if you're going to put single coverage on Kelsey. Mm-hmm. It's just a mistake 10 times out of 10. Mm-hmm. I don't care if the other guy is Ronnie Lott mm-hmm. over it there. It does not matter. I don't care if it's Deion right. Sanders. Look, the bottom line is do not single cover that guy. Mm-hmm. And you did that for the first half. And then you got a clue, which is the only reason why they had only 39 yards mm-hmm. in the second half. Mm-hmm. But it was too little too late because you guys were hyperventilating on offense. But, 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 but let's talk about the dude that you want to throw a party for because I know you're excited. Uh-oh. You're excited. That's Purdy. Purdy. So, <laughs> so, with that being said, let's get into the other game. Okay. Because, you know, I know you love your Purdy. And, again, the now narrative see, has been that this dude is the greatest thing since sliced bread because he Purdy brought them back from a 17-point deficit. Now, before we even get started on this, I have to sit over here and, and, and do this disclaimer. 
Okay. Here's where the reality is. Oh, I don't know me. if you remember this. When we were kids, and I used to watch this when I was kid. I don't know if you did. But, you know, obviously I love football, so anything football. But they used to have a show that came on. It was 30 minutes, right? And it came on around midday. And usually we were out riding our bikes and shit. But every blue moon, you know, you couldn't come out the house or something. Or, you know, I wasn't out. And they had the bloopers. And it was a whole show dedicated to bloopers that were mm. happening. Yeah, see, <laughs> in the NFL, hold on. And so, you know, everybody's trying to act like Purdy did something, but 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 the reality is, is for those of us that are not searching for a, a great hype to sit over here and and, and 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 arise from that, from the ashes of Tom Brady to, to fulfill that role. The one thing that I can say is, is that um, that pass that he threw that went through the defender's hands, hit the defender in his face mask and popped up and happened to fall into Ayuk's hands, that whole catalyst to the comeback was predicated upon, upon a blooper that that, that that actual play would have literally been on this show that was football bloopers. That was a blooper. Okay. And, and, and by no means stretch our imagination can we use that as an example of this man playing great because here's where the reality is. Is if, if the DB wasn't unfortunately a, a, a person with, with, um, with, with feet as hands and could actually catch a basketball, a football and then it not go through his hands and hit him in his face. That would have been an interception and that would have been actually the death nail to that team. It was truly an unadulterated, a blooper. And so, um, when I, when I look at that play, when I look at a few other plays, um, did Purdy play bad? Absolutely not. But he's not an individual that plays very, very good. Mm. I'm going to let you go. Against real competition. I'm going to let you go. And he's not an individual that plays very, very bad. It's hard to play very, very bad when you have CMC, Iuke, Debo, um, Jennings. I'm going to have to pour a little bit. Uh, yeah, I'm one. sure. And Kittle. It's very difficult to play absolutely bad when you have an ensemble of those type of weapons. Okay. But you can throw a blooper. And that wasn't his only um, um, turnover-worthy play, according to PFF, that he had in that game. Um, that, for whatever reason, lucky for him that they didn't catch. And then when you have, on the flip side, a uh, uh, an opposing coaching staff that, that kind of starts believing in their hype about, you know, we're going to go for it and we're going to be aggressive and, and and their concern was more about being aggressive than being smart when you have the opportunity to kick a field goal to go up three scores and go up 21 points. But we have to be aggressive. These things in a culmination is what allow this team with the amount of weapons that he has at his disposal. So um, do I perceive um, Purdy as have uh, answered the call? Absolutely not. Of course you don't. Uh, no, 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 no. Because let me finish. Because I do have some great things to say about Purdy. Um, from from an arm perspective, I mean, again, this team. This was one of the very most egregious uh, losses 
or 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 them losing in the first half that we've probably ever seen in in a playoff game. And um, the 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 return was not predicated, was not ignited, was not triggered, was not the catalyst of what he did. Bloopers and mistakes, uh, a fumble uh, by the rookie mm. Gibbs in, in their twenty yard, you know, within their twenty yard line, uh, was another catalyst to that to that turn of events. Um, but what I will say is, and let me tell you something, as much as as much as I'm on Purdy's bumper, what I can say is is what had me sit over here and be a fan of him is to watch how he ran in that game. He only had three less yards than uh than, than Lamar. And this is a quarterback that's not known for his scrambling ability. Mm. But we saw him run hard. We saw him run fast. We saw him run at the right times. So, again, I'm not anti-Purdy. I'm anti-people talking about Purdy being one of the best in this league. Because you put an individual like Dak on that team, and Dak will win the MVP Year over year over year. You put an individual like Mahomes on that team, they would go undefeated year over year over year. You put a Lamar Jackson on that team, this is a team that would sit over here and win Super Bowl year over year over year. So Purdy is not bad by any stretch of the imagination. He's just not great with what the media tries to pump him in as being the great hype for the NFL because they have to sit over here and find somebody mm. to be the great hype for the NFL um, that's not Lamar Jackson. That's the antithesis of Lamar Jackson. Um, that's not Patrick Mahomes. So from everything that I'm hearing today, we're talking about, we're talking here on a Monday evening at uh-huh. the bar and I've had the opportunity to hear, you know, 10 shows and hear about Lamar Choke, but Purdy's the absolutely greatest thing since sliced bread. You, you'll never be able to sell me on that because Purdy's about to catch that ass whooping in a couple of weeks. Okay. But I will say Purdy um, did step up. Okay. He did do some incredible runs that, to, to make sure he kept the team um, afloat and in the mix and in the running to come back. So I have nothing but appreciation and respect and love for Purdy for that perspective. But nonetheless, it um, this win was um, born out of a blooper. Did you get it all off your chest? <laughs> did you get it all out? I was, did, did, did. I was gonna keep it one hundred. Yeah. Did, did you I get it all? She out. allowed me to keep it one hundred. Oh before, yeah. I before wanted you, you to start, get it all. You start with your Skip Bayless and, and, and the Goofy from the on up. from the diaphragm. Did, 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 it, did it come out? Okay. Do you do you feel cleansed? I feel cleansed. Yeah. Oh, I, I okay. Do feel cleansed. I do oh feel my good. goodness. Yeah. Okay. So. To the victor <laughs> goes the spoils, sir. Yeah, okay. And here's the thing. I, I, I refuse to allow uh, <laughs> your angle to take away from what I will say is the totality of the greatness of the 49ers. 
Okay, so the 49ers as a team. team Now, I'm all for that. I'm all for that. And I wouldn't say greatness. That's a strong word to use. I would say... uh, uh, 49ers is about to be the Chiefs. Yes, I said it. With my whole chest. Okay, now, you, now you're a week early. I appreciate you giving me your, your, your call this early. But, you know, we still got a week in between. We have still the build some crescendo. Okay, okay. But I, I see how you sit over here and... and allow, allow, and, allow me to go. And bust your load early. Okay. No, no I, I busted my load. <laughs> Look, the fact that you gave me all your disclaimers... All of your, uh, I I don't like them, but I like them. Uh, all no, of I never said I didn't like them. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like the narrative surrounding it. Okay, so so all of that, all of that you just gave, right? So uh, just here's the simple thing about Purdy. Just because you brought him up, I'm going to talk. I'll start with him. <laughs> yes, did he uh, throw the ball in pressure and it was a duck Pass, it was a and duck, it got, and it, it was got a picked duck. off, and he had every reason because they were down by what was it like seventeen? Mm-hmm. But guess what? The fact that that team scored, well, I think it was like twenty-seven in the second half. Purdy had a lot to do with that. Purdy ran the ball. Uh, His running is only had something, and, to but do with but it, and it also speaks to what we said about Lamar. So. The thing that Purdy did that Lamar did not do is he said, okay, one Mississippi, two Mississippi. How many times three? did Purdy run? Huh? How many times did Purdy run? I, I want to say it was like six or seven times. How many it, times did Lamar run? Eight. So is it fair to say? That's not a, 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 an accurate No, it is because it's about, again, different games, different scenarios. But you compared them to both. I compared them from the reasons. But it's one about, ran more than the other. Can you allow me to go? Because you interrupted me right you're now. You're right. Sorry. My apologies. Okay. Right. So let me get on my uh, soapbox. Uh, soap <laughs> Purdy, what he did was is that he had, let's say, a winning decision making he understood that guess what i need to get out of this pocket and i need to get out of this pocket right now and i need to go right now and that was the thing that when you're watching the ravens game that you were expecting lamar to do lamar didn't do it purdy just said guess what this is winning time uh maybe my guys are open maybe they're not but guess what I need to get out of this pocket right now, and I need to go. Can I ask you one quick question? If you were starting a team, who would you rather have? Of course. I would uh, rather have I, Lamar. I, I just want to know because, because I, I saw how you were caressing Purdy. I just wanted to know. No, of okay. course I would. Listen, talent for talent, Lamar Jackson is going to be a Hall of Famer. Could, is Purdy? I, I, it remains to be seen. So he could still be a Hall of Famer. Because Fame. here's the reality of the criteria for Hall of Fame. It is multiple Super Bowl wins and it is stats. Now, Purdy is in the beginning of his career. If he messes around and wins this Super Bowl, let alone if he wins another one so in his career. So you have the audacity to say quarterback to quarterback versus quarterback, I'm going to sit over here and pick what you just said, a quarterback 
who is Mr. Irrelevant, the last pick in the draft, going against the greatest quarterback to ever touch a football. Greatest player. And that's who you're going to That's your opinion. What I'm asking you is, is is your opinion that this blooper reel is going to sit over here and beat Patrick Mahomes? First of all, you know what? You disrespectful. Okay? You need to take that, take that bass out your voice. There, sir. Stop talking about Purdy like he's also red. He is, he is, he does not have the physical gifts of Lamar Jackson. He, he read like, and he read something like Lamar. He read something like Lamar. He's still interrupting me. But he read something like Lamar. Okay. Okay. He doesn't have the physical gifts of Lamar. But, what is true is, is that when the rubber meets the road, what are the plays that he executed? At the end of the day, Purdy delivered for his team at home and is undeniable. The, the facts are the facts. He ran the ball. He averaged 9.6 yards per rushing attempt. It's just, you can't, you so can't. So he's going to beat you, Mahomes. Listen, the 49ers oh, are going to. But he's home. not. He's not. Listen, by Mahomes default, is going to beat the 49ers. I can say that with my chest. You can't say that about Purdy. I already know because you are all in your. No, uh, no, 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 no. Don't talk about love. that. Is you're, you're dander about I've already, Purdy. I've already told you. Is Purdy going to beat Mahomes? Yes. Okay. Hey. The the answer to your you question have to, you is have to own that. yes, and I own it unequivocally because the 49ers are a better team than the Chiefs, and I will say that with my whole chest. Was the Ravens a better team than the Chiefs? At this point, you have to say no because they lost. So is it fair to say in a couple of weeks, we're going to have to say the San Francisco 49ers weren't a better team than the Chiefs? Because the Ravens, Make that. Is it fair to say? Okay. You know what? I'm just asking. I, I, I'm just talking yeah, facts here. You know what? You, and, 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 and you cursed. <laughs> <laughs> Is it fair to say that when the Ravens spanked the 49ers Look, and then the Ravens got any, spanked by, the, the, by Mahomes? When great teams play great teams on any given Sunday, okay. somebody can be had. Okay. And that's, that's what right. happened to them. I think that the the cards were aligned up to where the Ravens were supposed to have a rematch with the 49ers. But guess what? They wet the bed and didn't get there. What is going to be the blooper count? I'm not going to I'm not even going to entertain your diatribe. It's it's not important. The bottom line is the 49ers won the game. They beat the Detroit Lions, and they did it in a convincing fashion because they came back. Listen, McCaffrey had a stellar game. It's two touchdowns, 90 yards. He did what he did. Their defense, they needed a turnover. They made the fumble happen. Bottom line is, when we're talking about football, it's about who makes the plays and who doesn't. And guess what? The 49ers blooper made play? the play. Was that a blooper play or was that just luck? The thing is, is that defensive backs are defensive backs for a reason. 
The reason why they're not wide receivers is because they don't catch the ball that well. So guess what? He was in position. The ball came at him hot. Yes, could he have made a, 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 a phenomenal play because it hit him right in the center? But he's a DB. It just it hit him in the center and it came in What position did you play? I played DB. <laughs> <laughs> I played strong. So and listen, I, I think I, I have I have literally one interception in my entire career. Okay, so how many did you drop? Huh? How many did you drop? At least ten. At least ten. <laughs> At least ten. <laughs> okay. So trust me. Uh, what I'm telling you is, you know, know they, they, they tell you to do this thing with yeah. the diamond. Yeah. You know, you I don't quite like that. Uh, oh, listen. I was so used to hitting big one. I was like, what? Oh, hold on. I got a catch. So again, I'm just you're 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 fueling my point. At the end of the day, bro. He was a DB. He was a safety. He was in the right position. He was all of those things, but he didn't catch it. But the thing is, is that Ayuk, he did a, he, he should get that was all the flowers. Yes, he should get all the flowers. Because have the presence of mind oh, man. to catch the ball off of a, off of a face mask. Hey, and you know Come what he, you know what he said? A ladybug landed on his foot. So he knew he was going to have good luck. Oh, I didn't know a ladybug landing on your foot means you're going to have good luck. Okay. I didn't even know that. Did, does that That's mean, amazing. I hope a ladybug lands on his foot next week. Okay. Or well, two weeks from now. Okay. Well, <laughs> I don't know how many ladybugs are in Vegas. I don't know. I don't I don't remember seeing lady. I, I don't know, but we play on grass, that. so we'll see. There may be there may be some bugs in there. But look, at the end of the day, this is about manifest destiny. Hmm. The 49ers were destined to be in this position to and catch to, another ass woman. And, and no, and to punch their card and, and right the wrong of last year because last year they had no quarterback at all. Who? Who the, was the quarterback the, last year? Their 49ers, all their quarterbacks got injured. Who was the no, quarterback no, last then, year? Uh, it was, um, Starts with a G. Yeah, Jimmy G. So Jimmy, Jimmy G, G took got them to hurt. what? Jimmy G took them to what? Jimmy G got hurt. First of all, we, we what we do know is all their quarterbacks got hurt, and that's why they lost to the Eagles. Oh, let's not pretend like we didn't see the same game. You saw that they were playing with a third or fourth string quarterback yeah, in that game, and that's the main reason why they lost because they were a, basically a rock star in every other position. And they're a rock star again. Okay. It's just Purdy. Rock all, stars lose to the to the to or losing I three decree. quarters of the game to the Detroit Lions. I'm going to tell a, a you, team that's never went to the Super Bowl. I, I, I'm going to take great pleasure mm-hmm. in watching you um, break your own television when Patrick Mahomes does not score and does not do the deal, and the 49ers. Beat that. If ass. that happens, you're gonna see me take a bottle, break it on the bars. Well, Lord knows that I don't want camera. you to do that. I don't want you to do that because you know what? We need to play, we need to do this uh next season, but it will be deserving because you know because <laughs> your ass is so disgustingly on uh Patrick Mahomes uh I love greatness. Oh my I God. appreciate greatness. And and you're gonna watch greatness because you're gonna watch the 49ers whoop that ass. So 49ers are great or Purdy's great? 49ers are great and Purdy is a part of that team. Okay, well, let me put this game in perspective. Um, 
when you have a 17-point lead going into the second half, um, what you can't have is that a leader, a head coach, um, feel the need to express his greatness rather than what's best for the game. And it's very simple to kick a field goal when you're seven, when you're four to put him up three scores, the, 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 when you're 17 points up to get you to 21, um, or to get you to 20 and to get you to, uh, you had to actually have that three, three touchdowns, not three scores because, uh, scores include field goals, three touchdowns to sit over here and win the game. And he sat over here and said, I, I want to be aggressive. Now I can completely understand that thought process and that mindset. If you're playing a team like the San Francisco 49ers with all that great talent that surrounds a mediocre quarterback, I definitely understand what you need to do to sit over here and, and keep it going. If you're only up seven points, yeah, you need to keep your foot on the throttle. You need to keep pushing. But when you're up 17, and you can push it to 20. And you can push it to 20. It doesn't got nothing to do with that. And so, really, this was a coach that was about his hubris, about his, his, uh, he was uh, like a, no, you know what? It, it, to me, it was, it, and I, and Dan Campbell was, uh, a very, very, very good motivator. If I and played in coach. the league, he would be the person I want to play with most. So trust me, I'm not hating. I know you're not, but it, it, and he basically played the game of no risk it, no biscuit. He, and I love that too. And he risked it. Now, the thing that might be the he separator, didn't have to. he that's didn't a problem. Have to. He didn't have to. And that's what you're, that's when what you're you have to about. church, let's roll this dice. When you don't have to, then that's not, that's not, um, that's not aggressive. That's not edgy. That's a stupid. Okay, so if you feel that way, the only thing that Dan Campbell can say is, is that you know what, I'm gonna have to learn from this moment, and 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 and, and, and you know what he's not doing because of his privilege, because he can he's sit not over going here. To the Super Bowl. And he had, no, he sits over and acts like I don't need to change my thought process whatsoever, and that's when you go from um, edgy, when you go from um, aggressive to when you go to ignorant. All right, so this is probably what some of the Detroit uh, fans probably feel, just like you do. The Detroit fans probably feel that way. Do you not feel that way? Do you not feel that it's ignorant not to sit over here and and kick that field goal when you could have? I I think that he made a decision, like I said. It was, he was, he made a risky decision. I would not have. Why risk it in the championship game? Okay, so again, the bottom line is, is that he, let's say, played the entire season because we saw this in multiple games with them through the regular season. He played the season like no risk it, no biscuit. He basically went Because for it's it. a regular season game. When we're in the conference championship and you're up 17, you don't have to risk the biscuit. And that was, but that was the lesson that I think if there's, when you talk about, let's say, great coaches, great teams, great players, what they need to learn, they need to learn from their playoff losses. If the enemy did that, what do you think the 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 the, the response would be? Would we got to learn from it, 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 or would it be he was absolutely stupid? Well, I think that people are judging 
uh, Dan Campbell for the decision. I think he's going, he's living with the shame of is, and he's being criticized for that decision. But you know what? Great teams, great players, great coaches have to learn from it. And if they're ever going to get back into that stage and again, then he should make a different decision. Do you think he's going to have to learn from it? Here's the thing is, and what I thought was incredible, um, oh, self awareness. And he was telling this t- his team this so they keep an edge during the offseason, but I think he really believes this. He said, this was our one shot. Yeah, I heard him say that. And that was incredible awareness. And it was incredible wherewithal to actually tell his team that, in my mm. opinion. This was your one shot, bud. Now, let me ask you this. Because I, I heard that too. You know what it, it sounded like to me? It sounded like defeatist mentality. And the reason why I thought it was defeatist mentality is because he literally said to his team, we may never get back here. Is that a fair statement? Only one person wins it. Only one person wins it. 31 teams shit the bed every year. Of course. But what I thought that I thought it was a bad message for one it, reason. I thought it was a real, I thought it's going to put the, the, the angst in them on yeah. the off season and they can't just sit over and go to Cancun and get past it. But you ain't going to Cancun, but you're not going to Cancun and sitting over thinking we're going to sit over here and surf this away. We're going, we're going to sunbathe this away. Yeah. Well, you know what? Here's the interesting thing. It's like you, you, what we don't know and we won't know till next year is how the team responds to that. Because to me, it felt very defeatist. Like it was so hard. Granted, we played our schedule, whether it was a favorable schedule or not, we probably will not next year have a more favorable not schedule. Not probably. They're not. They're not going to have a more favorable schedule, so it's going to be that much harder. So we're going to have to be I, that much better. I, 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 I didn't think it, I didn't take it as defeatist. I thought that I thought that was the one brilliant move that the coach made was to sit over here and hang something around their necks to have them until think next about season it. to keep some to keep that crawl on their side, so they never get comfortable. They never get okay. With this loss, you can only coach from the sideline. These players have to play. Now you can sit over and fuck your players off by sitting over here and making stupid ass choices by not kicking it when you should have. And, and, and just to kind of um, dive in a little bit deeper to that, they called the right play. Yeah, his guy just, just, guy just dropped it. But this is what happens when you talk about percentages. They all talk about analytics. But don't want to look at the actual numbers. The percentages are are far lower with you having to make a pass from a quarterback to a wide receiver on in in that type of scheme, in that type of time period in the game, in that type of setting than it is kicking the field goal. I will not say that a that you're wrong or that B that he's wrong because the thing is 
if they did make that catch, he'll look like a genius. But he don't got control of it. Right. So at the end of the day, what we're really just at with respect to his post game talk, Mm -hmm. I thought that it was setting the team up for. And again, this will be about how the team responds to it. It's setting them up for failure because they know that they will have a more formidable uh, uh, schedule next season. They will because of where that they place themselves they should, this season. As they should. So then the real question is, is what does our man Brad, the GM, what does he do to fortify, to Correct. plug in the holes of this team? Because they should. And they don't have they a lot of holes. They have some holes on defense. We sure, have to but get they that. don't have a lot of them. They don't have a lot of them, but they have, if you have six picks, they all got to count. Yeah. To sit over here and replicate the success with this new schedule Yeah, that you had this year. So that's where it gets a little bit sticky. The beautiful thing about the NFL is this, is that depending upon schedule, there are too many teams that are going to be relevant to even – Try and typecast because the margins are so small that this just this just happened to be the year that you know what the Lions they got there. But the team, no, no, no. This is happened to be the year. This is a team that was put together to do this. Yeah, but what I'm saying is they got there, and there are there's not a huge difference in terms of their offense and their offensive output. There's not a huge difference from versus like who? versus like seven or eight other but here's offenses. Thing is, with Ben Johnson about to get a job at Washington, that's where the difference is. Is they're going to have a whole new OC, and that's what will balance. That's what's so brutal about this is that you had one shot before your OC goes, your your star OC goes, who was supposed to get a job last year, and then he resigned because he got more money. So when you have your star OC that goes and you don't make it this year, uh-huh. then how do you make it next year with a brand well, new OC? Well, that's what Dan Campbell gonna, was saying. That's going to be not as good as this OC. The only problem is, is all you had to do was kick a field goal. This is why this well, has to sit at Dan Campbell's lap. Is at the end of the day, it's not golf. No, Jared it's Goff. Dan Jared Goff Campbell. Was- had to sit over and kick a field goal when it made sense and was smart enough to kick a field goal. How about this? Shanahan, who has proven this three out of the last four seasons to be the more dominant presence in terms of the NFC every year. And he has lost a couple of his star players on defense to injury, but yet and still... They're in the Super Bowl. Hey, the problem is, is that every time he tries to take one of these weak quarterbacks like a Jimmy G or a Purdy to the Super Bowl, he has to go up against the greatest person who ever touched okay. the football. I can't wait because you know what? That has been your <laughs> that has been your mantra. That hey, has been your call hey, sign. Gee, we talked about earlier. The Raiders in Tampa Bay. And way back then, I told you early, 
The Raiders were going to get spanked, and you didn't want to hear it. And you okay. had the same, same diatribe. And so, guess what? I look forward to sitting over here and, and getting in the cheeks again. Please believe I need you to understand and absorb my chant because guess what? The 49ers are about to beat that ass, and you just need to go ahead and, hey, and feel all hey, that. I, I feel I, all I, of I, that. I love that energy because that allows me to be even more ignorante. Oh my god! It. So, so then, so you know what? This is a clash of ignorance because <laughs> I, I'm going to be a complete donkey when the Chiefs lose. Just understand that going in. Hey, okay. If the greatest, if the greatest that ever touched the football loses to Mr. Oh, Robert, see, hey, guess what? I will have to sit over here. Yes, you will. And, down there. and yes, you and, will. And, and the one thing is when you really think about that, if you were in my seat and you weren't just a hater, you were in my seat and looking at this objectively, there is no way in the world you would sit over here and latch your, your, your deal to Mystery irrelevant going against the greatest football player to ever touch Again, football. I that's will, like saying that's like saying um uh um Cordell Patterson was beating was beating Tom Brady. It probably wouldn't make any sense. You'd be look like, yeah, I would never go against Tom Brady. He's going against Cordell Patterson. But guess what? These are not guys playing uh quarterback drills in a vacuum. They are going team for team. And guess what? The 49ers are a better Team, they they, they they were better than the, than the Lions. If it wasn't for the coach being a jack, the Lions would be in the Super Bowl. But also, the league was never going to allow the hood the hood bowl. They was never going to allow the Detroit Lions against against the Baltimore Ravens. Under no circumstances were they allowing that. Because you guess what would happen if the Detroit Lions were playing the Baltimore Ravens? Viewership would plummet. I will always say this, and for the record, because I disagree with you. Oh, you think people would tune in to see that? No, not that people would. I'm not concerned about what people would tune into. I think that the Chiefs beat the Ravens straight up because they had a superior strategy. Do you know? Period. Do you know? Do you know the amount of um, penalties that the Ravens got at home versus the Chiefs? Again, it was three to one. Superior strategy. What I will say to you is, is that guess what? We're going to have a clash of the Titans, buddy. It's going to be you versus me. Purdy is not a Titan. Guess what? This you're you're you keep wanting to break it down and simplify (laughs) it to quarterbacks. It's not quarterbacks. It is. The 49ers you got, and all their you gotta splendor. Tell, you got to tell these cats at ESPN and all these networks that it's not quarterback. Because whenever it was it was Tom Brady, it was always about the quarterback. I get exactly what you're saying. We got to sit over here and watch this unfold. The beautiful thing is, is we got a couple of weeks to talk about this next week when there are no games. Sure. I just have the opportunity to sit over here and not just talk to you, but who else are we going to talk about? Who else are we going to talk to next week? I'm more than, let's say, pleased and, and I feel actually really happy that one of my friends, uh, David Richardson, 
former NFL player, great dude, played in the league, came up undrafted, mm. made it to the league, yep. became a starter mm. for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm-hmm. Stud. Stud guy. He's going to, and he played in the Euro League too. Okay. He's going to sit down and talk with us and give us a perspective on the NFL. So, so I'm so, really so excited week, about So that. next week, we have an opportunity, just like we had several weeks ago yeah. when we had Byron on, to have another former NFL player yeah, on I here to so sit under. over here and talk about this game with us as we go into the Super Bowl yes. week. And I hope and he talks about how you are a donkey and you do not need to be giving all this Mahomes love. Even though I don't know what he's going to say. You know what's so exciting is when you have an opportunity that's played the game, uh, have the opportunity to have somebody here with us to play the game. What traditionally happens is, is they traditionally come on my side and then you get upset because Uh-oh. they're on my side. Just like Byron. Well, so I'm coaching before so <laughs> I'm so excited to have this individual yeah, on me here. Too. We don't get a chance to talk to a, a, a real professional, an individual that's going to be a future NFL, um, probably head coach in our lifetime. So ladies and gentlemen, very excited. We have a huge week of shows uh, of a show next week when we have yep. another guest and guess what y'all are going to sit over here and make sure you tune in just because there is no NFL games we're going to have some unbelievable NFL content and uh, and again you guys have an opportunity to tune in and, and hear the truth yeah the from, from a guy who's done it the art and agrees with exactly what I'm saying, and we're gonna leave oh you, buddy, God. here in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> so I can't say it. Okay, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that being said, ladies and gentlemen, I'm tired of you disrespecting. You, you disrespect it. No disrespect. But it. hey, it's gonna be a great week. I see y'all, y'all next week. G All right, we can change glasses. Yeah. I don't yeah. like you though. <laughs> <laughs> we see y'all next week. Yes, Love sir. Y'all. ATB. We-